Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some recommendations for studying for the CSCS, how we explain the effect of cupping to our patients and some of our clients, and we go around the room and talk about what are some of our favorite pieces of equipment that we would recommend you to add to your gym. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance. Again, the whole physical therapy strength conditioning crew is here for another awesome episode. It's amazing. So Kiefer Lammy, Mike Scaduto, Dan Polk, Dave Tilly. Well, I'll do it. We'll come back to the students at the end. (laughs) Nick Esposito, uh, Christy Zermulin. Yes, I'm getting there. And Dewesh Pudel. Everybody is here. We are uh, just rocking and rolling at Champion PT and Performance, answering your questions as usual. Let's have our awesome uh, PT students take it away from here. Matt Bizardvark Birkenstock, <laughs> Berserker, from the University of Utah. That's pretty good. And Hailstorm Haley Brinkman from the University of North Dakota. Who has the first question for this episode? I got it. Jenny from San Antonio. What resources do you recommend for studying for the CSCS exam? Okay. That's going to say Jenny from the block. Who's the last person <laughs> to take the CSCS? Might be me. Right? You, when did you take it? Uh, November. Oh, okay, so November. You've taken it within the last couple February. of years, right? Anyone take a CSCS recently? Like, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, been a while. Yeah. All right, so, so what you, would you guys do for your study? <laughs> I got the book they recommended, the mm-hmm. big essentials for strength and conditioning, and then I practiced programming my own workouts. So I took the concepts I was learning in the book and put it into my own workouts, and then also writing things for like friends and like, hey, I think you could do this based on what I just read. So I'm someone who really likes to apply what I just learned to make it permanent. Nice. Okay. All right. I like that. So the book. The book yeah, is your big one. Just the book. I didn't use any of the The book is your big one, then try to apply it clinically. Correct. Like that. So the NSCA has their own textbook, which is pretty awesome, right? It's kind of like telling you what's on the test, right? So that's that's pretty much it. It's a big book, though, right? It's yeah. Dense, it's yeah. big. It's yep. girthy, right? So uh, uh, what did you do, Dave? I read the book once. You probably right. took it to the, the nth degree. Not really. He rewrote, he rewrote <laughs> the books. <laughs> I read <laughs> <laughs> He rewrote all the errors. And then, uh, these chapters need some more time. I read, uh, I read the book once, and then I shattered a bunch of friends of mine and then in here who were strength coaches, and then took a practice test, and the things that I bombed, I read those chapters again. Where what, where'd you get the practice test from? Uh, it was on, it was online, like, or the back of the chapter things. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. I think they sell them on NSCA yeah. website. So Part I took, of that, yeah. I took a practice test, and then things that I, there's just like random stuff that I just didn't have, because I took, I'd taken the sports boards, and there's a lot of stuff that was definitely not covered in the sports boards that I, like, really did poorly with, like, nutrition, yeah. like, calculations, like, body weight calculations wasn't even, like, anywhere on the sports board, so... Whatever things I did really poorly on, I read those chapters and I did okay. I like that. It's pretty good. I feel like the NSCA has like a um, an online course, I believe now too, right? Yeah, that so. I did not do. 
So they have the book, right? And there's obviously some good pr uh, practical things you can do. But I'm pretty sure they have an online course, which kind of helps you a little bit too. So um, I'd go straight to the source. That would be my advice, right? The NSCA is going to tell you exactly what's on the test. So if you're studying it for your CSES, go to their website. Definitely the book. That's the no-brainer. You have to know the book. The question is, do you also want to do their practice exams and their online course? But man, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they're giving you all the resources there. So mm -hmm. I would, I would do that. So yep. pretty nice, reasonable, pretty reasonable. What else? What's next? We got Benny Biceps from left field at Fenway. Benny Biceps from Hope you met the question. <laughs> yeah. Guys are getting creative. I don't know. This is pretty good. I, I think we, we're definitely going to probably pick your question if, uh, if we have a more interactive. So what's, what's Benny Biceps say? Sorry. Right. I am a new grad and I've started to incorporate cupping into my practice for pain modulation. I tell patients that some people respond better to different mechanical stimuli. What are your thoughts on the use of cupping in this rationale? Cupping. Dan Pope, I feel like this is a good one for you. So I love cups. Cupping. Dan Pope. <laughs> <Pope. laughs> well, I think the question isn't necessarily about cupping. Even he said he uses it for, even Be Benny Bicep says he uses it for pain uh, modulation. So um, I, I guess maybe the question is how do, we, how do we explain it to people? And then maybe from the strength coach perspective, you know, what do we do for self-myofascial release? Like how do, we, how, do we, uh, how do we sell it or whatever, explain it to the person? Because, you know, I think there's a lot of criticisms even on self-myofascial release that, you know, we're not releasing fashion right so you know I, I think as a profession we're I think we all get that at this point. It's all self pain modulation doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it's like self pain modulation. Sound. You're breaking all our rules of interacting with people, right? But Dan, what do you do? What, how do you explain cupping to people? Well, I tend to bucket like soft tissue techniques into one general bucket. I mean, we're trying to improve cupping. cupping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, what I'm doing. Um, so I'm probably trying to increase range of motion or decrease pain, right? Um, and I think it depends on the person, and also depends on the body part, right? Uh, we do a lot of lats here, we work on a lot of shoulders. I'm not going to take a tool and just go right down someone's rib cage. It's not going to go well. So in that area, cups work really well. Hands work. Is that fun? I feel like you try. Yeah. I go for it, man. Some people love it. Um, and then also it really depends on the individual and patient expectation. I think if we look at some of the research, there's lots of research to show that it depends on what that patient wants, what they, what they expect, what they think works the best. I ask patients that all the time. What do you like the best? What do you think is really helping you? And they'll say, oh, I love the cupping. Or I love this. And I do more of that. You know, as long as it's doing what we want, so getting the patient better, reducing pain, improving range of motion, um, that's how I go about it. But I can't specifically say like, okay, I feel this area and it's a little more dense here, so God, use the cup. Uh, I don't, I don't apply it that way. Uh, that's generally how I go about it. And I think that's fine, right? It's just all about how we explain it to the patient, right? So you know, I think you did that. What else? You get anybody have anything to add to that with cupping? I mean, what do you guys do? I mean, for me, it's I just explain it as look, it's just another way that you know we, you know, we have mechanical, you know, uh, mechanical input to the body right it's another way we do it we use our hands we use tools we have cupping but one thing i do say about cupping and i do kind of point to a little bit is cupping does combine both compression and distraction of the skin i don't know what that means i don't know if that does anything right but it actually you know we used to say that like look we have like instrument assisted soft tissue with our hands and it's like push 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 so like foam rolling lacrosse ball push 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 and the cup sucks right it pulls up a little bit so you get this traction Ow. you know fiber. <laughs> it's my arm here it's not a cup so i use the cup <laughs> so you have this like traction of the tissue just a different way of doing it but we've actually shown now that with cupping you get compression around the rim right so you get compression around the rim and then distraction in the middle of the cup it's actually a pretty cool combination of different inputs right so i think we just explained it in that but then we always say and i think i always add this well look you know people feel better move better afterwards so just let me know what you think let me know how you, you like it we don't say it's solving anything and i think that's you know i think that's a good approach right you know just kind of start right there and 
Because trust me, any theory that you think you're going to come up with right now, I guarantee you will be different in five years. Anything, if it's related to pain science, biomechanical stuff, we are going to have a different theory in five years. So let's just say we don't know sometimes and just say it's a, it's a different input to the body and, and, you know, it's designed to help you feel and move better, right? So what do you guys, what do you do for self-myofascial release? Anyone want to jump in coach-wise? Yeah, I mean, there's foam rollers, there's lacrosse balls, there's different density balls, there's a lot of different stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of times people forget about, like, breathing once they find, like, a really dense area and which kind of can help release that area or, or something along those lines. Um, some people just kind of roll on something for five minutes just because it makes them feel a little bit better that they did something. Um, so I think it just goes on to the person and whether it improves their movement quality and whether it improves that mentally. That's another side of it, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I great concept on the mental component right do you feel better afterwards you know do you do you get a better workout afterwards right so right. awesome that's good i like it what else we got one more question right yeah. we got one more we have mike from indiana what are your top five pieces of performance equipment that you recommend for ortho sports clinics to have in their gym top five Whoa. why don't we maybe we, why, don't, why don't we go around again and we'll do one top five pieces of equipment in a gym and i, I it sounds like it's coming from the pt perspective like maybe they're adding a gym to their physical therapy thing so this is really pretty cool for like the coaches to jump in and say like what, what do you guys think and I, i'll assume that like Kiefer, before you say barbell and like we're all, you know, right? you know, like like let's let's try to be not necessarily creative but like like kind of talk about but do you want to start it over here or you want to pass um i i think i think just like a good good sort of setup to start loading um clients that might be transferring from say like a physical therapy aspect to something along the lines of like sports performance or getting back to being um like functionally active again um like a squat rack or something like that you know just somewhere where you can get loading into that person. I like it. Okay, so that's good. Maybe we'll put this all together at the end. I like that. So so the ability to load, which is probably a squat rack, barbell, some dumbbells, that sort of stuff. Good. Chrissy, what's your number one piece of equipment? This is where everybody's bias comes in. I was just going to say like, A soccer ball. A soccer ball. I won't say a soccer ball. No, people are probably going to hate on me for this, but I would say... Just with my obsession with like energy systems and conditioning, I would say a woodway treadmill. Okay. Because I think that is is important whether you like to run or not, that people have the ability to do it. Okay. Um, I think people move better, like just in life, if they have that ability to to run and sprint and do all those things. So I think that, you know, whether people have the goal of running or not, like whether it's just getting back functionally, like it's important to be able to do that. And I think that's a great tool to get people I like it. Uh, in a good position. Why the Woodway specifically? So obviously we have a Woodway curve treadmill here. but I've like, tried a few different yeah. treadmills. Um, and I just think that one puts people in the best position. Right. And it's um, a self-propelled kind of one. Yeah. So yeah, it, I'm getting, what I'm getting at is you, you like the self-propelled yeah, concept, it sounds sure. like. As opposed to just I like that. So good. So, so something that is self regulated and there's probably a better word for that right but like where you provide the you know the output the input provides the output i guess the harder you go the harder it goes i think is good so so loading and some energy system stuff what do you got nick I'd probably say kettlebells i think a kettlebell is a very versatile piece of equipment you can swing it you can deadlift it you can lunge it <laughs> Um, you can Bye. carry it. You can, yeah, no, it's like a spin it. <laughs> wow! I can't wait for the audio to spike now. There is juggling to it. Yeah. You can't juggle it. Um, we've had people try to juggle with the kettlebell, yeah, unfortunately. 
I like that. So kettlebell, which is a lot of versatility of that. So just so again, you're opening up a gym here. Have the ability to load energy systems. Some you know different uh, you know different types of loading with kettlebells, which di- give you different like uh, you know just different things you can do with them. I like that. I think I would add a thermostat, right? A thermostat, so that way we can control the temperature in the gym, which and we've they, struggled with lately here. So. Um, no, um, geez, I don't know. That's you know of a, a, a piece of equipment. I mean one thing that you know that we've set up here that i think you know offers some versatility is to be able to like have attachment points for things somewhere you know so for us we have we, we have a bunch of different things because we have this blend of pt and fitness in here but on our rigs there's lots of places that you can attach bands sport cords the uh you know it's something for like a lateral hop or those types of things so to, to have some fixation points somewhere whether it be in your rack and your rig we have some things that we built into our cinder block wall where you can kind of attach things there it just adds it adds a, a good amount of versatility of, of, of what you do. I would definitely recommend you try to build some of that into your gym. Yeah, mine's a little bit of an odd one too, but kind of off that is honestly, mine's just a little bit of space. I think that I worked in a, uh, as a student, I was in a very confined yeah. clinic sometimes. And I was like, oh God, I just want to like run a little bit or like not worry about hitting a ceiling. So having a facility with, you know, a little more remote because like you can open up, you know, the end of rehab to be actually sprint based or right. actually throw a med ball as far as you can. <laughs> don't, so I think don't have to jam everything yeah, in a small spot. For sure. So mine's just like, I mean, not a ridiculous amount of space, but just like, you know, 30 feet of running space or agility work and a little bit of the high ceiling. Yeah. You'll, you'll use it for sure. For sure. Pope, what do you think? So I'm mad because that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's huge though. I mean, a lot of clinics are tiny and then you want to get your athletes back to running, jumping, changing direction. If you don't have space, you can't do any of that. Um, I'm going to say maybe a concrete wall with some med balls Ooh, nice to one. work on some power um, and stage rehab sports. A lot of times you have throwing athletes, not just running, uh, jumping, change of direction athletes. So you're going to have to be able to do something similar and uh, you can throw balls against the wall. You can throw stuff against the wall and sometimes get that drain effect. So I love walls. Awesome. It's a pretty wide camera angle, uh, <laughs> wide camera lens there. So that was Dave's butt. That definitely showed up on on camera. What do you got, Mike? Definitely need a golf simulator. Golf simulator. Yeah, need one. Something we do have a champion here for personal slash commercial use. No, but for real, I I think a sled is a is a big bag for your buff one. You can work on speed work, sprinting mechanics, um, energy system works, getting stronger. I think sled. I use a lot of sleds. for myself and I try using with patience. So I like that. Good one there. Keeper, this is <laughs> still got one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's hard <laughs> to get that. Yeah. Say jerk blocks. Dumbbells. You want me to say <laughs> jerk blocks? Um, I think I'm gonna say landmine. Uh, I think the landmine's super versatile, not just for pressing to kind of modify overhead work, but it works really well for squatting and hinging movements to kind of I, I feel like it's something that you can adjust your position for just about anybody's body type or or for what they need at the time. Yeah, I would agree with that too. I think landmine's a good one. So good stuff. So load it, energy systems, versatility with the kettlebell, attach things to things, tumble space. track with <laughs> <laughs> space. Oh, space, right, yeah, space. And space, more space, a concrete wall, sleds, and keeper. What was your last one? Landmine. And a landmine. I mean, that's that's actually some pretty good advice, especially if you're, you know, from the, the clinician side. Um, you know, it, it's about getting some of these, like, this functional equipment stuff. So when in doubt, just flip through the perform perform better catalog and just order everything. It'd be perfect. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we just aimed at our entire gym. Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. Great job. Good job guys with the questions. I like it. Head to MikeReynolds.com. Click on that podcast link and you guys can ask us questions. Anything you guys want to talk about, we'll answer. We appreciate everything. Head to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.
Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinald.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.